Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi everyone, it's Shannon Drew from Millwall Lionesses. I would just like to say a huge, huge thank you to Actor Millwall Podcast and all of its listeners for all of your outstanding support so far and letting us come on your show to discuss how our skills are doing. Let's win that league for you. You're listening to Acting No Wall, broadcasting from beautiful South Germany. Except no substitutes. So here we are. It is Sunday the 13th of the 9th, 2020, for the first game of the Lionesses season. We're away at Hartford Town Football Club to play Stevenage Town. Um, pre-game, nice little ground. Um, Sitting here, Michael Avery getting in the background, can't keep him out of the line. This is podcast. I've got the team name here, so I'll run through the team. We've got Millie Carter in goal, Lewis Smith and Fitzpatrick across the back four, uh, back three rather, with Lily Stubbs coming back into the side after missing the game last week at Chesant. Um, you've got the Jenks Landon sisters on the left and the right, with Connell and Miranda in the middle, with Drew and Hawkins up front. The substitutions will be Wells, Miller, Dell, Eastwood and Casey. So we're about to kick off. We're going to be attacking the left-hand side. Um, as we look at it, it's the girls shout Millwall as they break from their traditional huddle. I'll try and work out what Stevenage are playing when they get out. I think they're playing a the back four. So, yeah, Millwall are going to play three one, two, with the wing-backs of the Landale sisters are going to be sort of two left and right side wingers. Um, with two up top against what looks like a 4-4-2 four, four, for Stevenage. Shout-out to Charlie running the line down there. 15 minutes gone. Lioness has just had the first real great chance of the game. Great running by Hannah Jenks, landing down the right-hand side, across the ball into the middle and just no blindness on the end of the ball to cut. Uh, to finish, Mill been quite good. Um, Abby Dell's come on for uh, Molly Hawkins on about 10 15 minutes, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. Playing well, look settled, um, but we'll see how we go. Lioness has just got away with one there, um, a sort of missed header in the back three, led to a half chance that should have been taken really by Stevenage, but Millie Carter managed to keep her clean sheet intact with a tame shot at her, which she handled well. And Millwall gone down the other end and have a half chance it's cleared. So 27 minutes gone. Millwall have just taken off Shannon Drew for Chloe Eastwell. Gotta say, it is extremely hot today. The hottest that I've seen the Lionesses playing, to be honest. And um, it's quite quite relenting. No cloud in the sky, no wind. And uh, yeah, looks like it's taking its toll on. Yeah, it looks like it's taking uh, its toll on both sets of girls, really. 
1-0 to the Lionesses. What a goal I've just seen from Chloe Eastwell. She's in the Millwall, acts on Millwall fantasy football play. She would have got six points for that because that was a 20, probably 30-yard lob over the keeper. And it, she looked up, turned out, set it and hit the ball first time and has caught the keeper in no man's land. And that bit of quality is what sees the Lionesses leading 1-0. Hannah Jenks Landon's just had a chance going to the side net in the Lionesses are turning it on in the last part of the first half here. Unlucky hit the side net him driving run again. Um, the two Jenks Landon sisters and obviously the goal from Eastwell have been the standouts for me so far. Yeah, Lionesses just need to hold out to half time. Keep doing what they're doing. They're doing really well. As I say that again, another great interception by Emma Jenks Landon. She wins another challenge. Unlucky. So after all that goal, uh, guff about Chloe Eastwell scoring, it wasn't. It was Kira Wills. Um, this is why you listen to the number one Lionesses podcast, and this is why you listen to people in the ground who tell you who players are, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I apologise for that. But uh, we've now been given a penalty for handball. And I wonder who's going to take this as a chance to go 2-0 up. Big statement in this game. It's going to be a really, really big chance. Abby Dell's going to take the penalty. She's going to step up now. She's going to place the ball on the spot. Handball there as I was waffling on about it being a goal for Kira Wills and not Chloe Eastwell, who's only just come on for Lily Stubbs on the 39th minute. On the 40th minute, we've got a penalty. Abby Dell steps up. Right-hand side, slots it home, 2-0 to the Lionesses. And that is a mountain for Stevenage to climb in this heat just before half-time. 2-1 Stevenage score on the uh, on the stroke of half-time on our folly. Um, Mini Carter has made a little bit of an error and it's gone through her. It happens, but that's not the greatest time for Millwall to concede. They were in control and now they've got to see the rest of their half out. They've been, they've been comfortable and they don't really deserve to be 2-1, but they are and they've got to react. It's what Katie spoke on the show last week about, about um, keeping their heads there and they'll have to do that. Half-time, the, uh, the back three have gone to, uh, gone to their keeper. It's nice to see, saying it's no, it's no problem. Nice hugs all round, COVID. Um, but yeah, they've uh, gone and put their arm around their young goalkeeper, obviously 16 years of age. And uh, yeah, she's, she's done them well because she came out earlier on and made the save brave down at, uh, down at Stevenage feet. And uh, a lot of keepers at this level wouldn't be able to do that. So the pitfalls of the goalkeeper, one mistake. But she's done really well. About to kick off for the second half. No changes at half time that I can see. Third goal of the game for Millwall. Abby Dell scored with left foot. Top, right hand, top left hand corner curled it in. Neil Harris style, I'd say. Very, very good goal. And 3-1, they shouldn't really get beaten from here. And that's three points on the board, hopefully. I say this with <laughs> best part of 20 minutes to go. Millie Carter has just made a absolute world cast point blank one-on-one save. 16 years old. 16 year old. You've got 16-year-old uh, Charlie Casey in the back three as well. The youngster of the Millwall side is being shown. But they're doing really well. But that save definitely atones from her earlier error. And I hope that the back three are going to buy a drink after the game for that. And a Coke, she's 16. A Coke, she's 16. All drink doesn't have to be drink, Alex. It's very difficult. No names on the shirt, so I keep telling you this. I will have to learn by about game 10. I promise, listeners. I'm not as good as Nick at this. Or Ryan. Ryan ain't here today. We can dig Ryan out on the next podcast. It will be really good second half. We've looked fitter, funnily enough, than the... Uh, then Stevenage, I'll be honest, we've used our subs better, we've looked tactically more astute, um, really, really impressive performance. Um, obviously, only my third game of seeing the Lionesses, but this is the best we've been by far. 
um, and also the best. I swear, I think the squad, you can definitely tell that the girls are, uh, what's the right term? The girls are very, very comfortable in this formation now. Um, obviously, we spoke to Katie about how much they wanted to do the right things. Every girl that's come on has been able to play in this formation, which is a massive plus point compared to what I saw them, you know, a month ago at Bidoriki or even last week at Chesant. We looked, when we changed the side, we looked a bit disjointed, but today we haven't looked like way at all. So um, that's a real credit to the management of Katie and Nick. It's been a, it's been a little bit of needle. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. This seems like there's a little bit of an undertone of needle, um, which is good. I, I don't mind that, as we all know. We like a bit of needle at Millwall. And... Uh, one player that definitely excels in a bit of needle, I'll tell you, is Abby Dell, and she's on the ball now, coming forward. Plays in Kira Wells, possibly, not quite. Lily Stubbs has just hit the crossbar with another 30-yard effort. Unbelievable. He hit the crossbar, bounced down. I think it was in. I'm a long way away, which I would say that. He hit the keeper on the back of the head. Normally, when you hit the keeper on the back of the head, it normally goes in. Definitely thought I saw the net move, but it's very difficult for the referee and linesman to give that um, as Stephen has come forward down the other end. But it could be four or five really with two of those Libby's efforts have gone really really close it's the full time the first three points of the season job done 3-1 to the Lionesses they took the lead for Akira Wills goal before a mistake by Millie Carter which was against the run of play from a half volley um, made it 2-1 after earlier Abby Dell had scored a penalty Abby Dell got a third in the second half which meant it's 3-1 Lionesses three points on to the FA Cup game next week at St Paul's um, which we'll talk about later on the podcast about that because you can go to that game. You can come and support our Lionesses next week at St Paul's. But we'll talk to you in a second about that. We'll be back with player interviews and hopefully some words with Katie and Nick. Achtung, Milbal. Katie, absolutely superb performance today by the girls. An excellent 3-1 away win um, here at Stevenage. Uh, tell us your thoughts of the game. Yeah, you know, I couldn't have asked much more from the girls. We went in asking them to play as a team, as units, um, forgetting about individual roles, and wow, they did it. You know, they they really did fight the full 90 to make sure that they got that result, and I couldn't be much more prouder than what I am right now of all of them. I mean, you, you could see the positivity they were playing with. There was some fantastic attacking flair up and down, up and down the wings. The, the way Abby played as well, she got two goals today. We'll touch on the goals later on. But compare this with last week when we said, you know, the finishing could have been better. We took our chances today. And the ones that we did miss, we, we, we were saying on the side, it could be four or five, one up. The ones that didn't go in, they've either had top class saves to save them or, or the crossbar. Uh, they wrote the crossbar at the end. Uh, thoughts on the finishing today? Yeah, you know, I did say to the girls that... We've got a team that are quite capable of striking a ball, so why make the why make it harder for themselves by walking it in? You know, just get the ball out of your feet and have a have a strike, and that's what they did today. And for me, every one of them players did exactly what both me and Nick asked of them. And you know, yeah, we could have had more opportunities, but the fact that we were creating the opportunities that's that's a bonus for me. Yeah, I thought. Um... It's difficult to go off there. Like I'm sitting there upstairs, and I don't know who to give player of the match to because you had so many good performances, like seven and eights on the ratings, which is completely different than what I've seen before. I thought both the Jenks Landon sisters were fantastic again, but Kira Wells really impressed me when she came on. I mean, the goal. I mean, you can't speak highly enough for that. That was unbelievable. Yeah, you know that goal. We we put uh, Kira on. Obviously, Molly looks like she's carrying a little bit of an injury, which obviously we're going to watch, but. 
you know, for Kira to come on and just hit that strike, I can't ask for much more as a manager, you know, to make a sub and for her that was probably what a second or third touch of the touch of the game as soon as she's come on. And um scoring a goal like that, yeah, that's that's what we're we're here to make a mark and we've done that. Yeah, and talking of the attacking players they've done excellently, but flip side with the defence, Millie Carter, yes, she's made a mistake today, but She's got the potential to be the best keeper in this league by a long, long way. She is an exceptional goalkeeper for her age um, and considering the the lack of real first-team football she's had at this age already, you know, she, she plays like she's played 100 games. She plays like she's been playing for years at a, a, a first-team level. Yes, the error was there. Yes, it could have been avoidable. But again, she's she, she saved us a few times today as well. Yeah, you know, you look at a player like Millie, she's 16... First season playing, uh, you know, first team football. Goalkeepers, they always feel that bit of pressure. And yeah, she made an error. But the difference with Millie as a player is she'll take accountability for that. She'll come away and she'll know, I did make an error. But like we say, it gets past 10 people before it gets to a goalkeeper. So uh, some of my players not done what they're, they're responsible to do um, to allow that player to get into that position to get that shot away. But regardless, you know, Millie owned that mistake. She knew it was her fault and she definitely made up for it in the second half. Yeah, and she's she's just an excellent talent at that age. I mean, the, the way the girls went round her was spoke volumes of the togetherness of the side. I mean, instantaneously, yes, sometimes you don't want to show that to the opposition, but it was right on the stroke of half-time and the first thing, I mean, you had girls running off the bench to go and console her to get her right back into the game and I suppose for you as a manager, that's what you want to see yeah. from your girls. Yeah, you know, one of the big things for me, like I've said from day one, is role models and making sure they're doing it as a team. So for me, that shows more team spirit than playing the 90 minutes do you know what I mean you're, you're getting the girls motivated you're making sure they don't lose their head and that's one thing we said at the start of the match that you know if people make mistakes I don't want them to kind of come down on them it's more let's get them going again everyone makes a mistake how can we support them moving forward yeah, exactly you're right there and Again, I just think I cannot say enough plaudits of how good a performance this was today. It was superb. Next week, we've we've got a different kettle of fish altogether. It's the FA Cup, New Lion Line, uh, New London, should I say, New London Lionesses um, at St Paul's. Um, also, as well for listeners of the, of the show of the podcast, it's not just um, it's not just like a new competition, but it's also a a new way of tactics that you need to get used to as well, Katie. With with uh, the substitutions, normally it's roll and roll off, but now you're more structured. You 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 can't you can't give people 25 minutes first halves and then bring them back on for an hour. So do you think that'll change your your dynamic or how you put the team out? Yeah, I think you know it, it will it will change my dynamic. Rules like that always will change a manager's dynamic. But I think you know we go into that game like I've said to the girls with a fresh fresh head you know yes today was a great performance but it is again we need to remember the the start of the season we've got a long way to go yet and the girls need to realize that so we'll take the three points and we'll be happy and we'll celebrate but we go again tomorrow at training and again on Wednesday ready for that game on Sunday yeah I mean obviously to add that it'd be nice to see some people if we're allowed obviously at the moment we're still allowed as far as I'm aware for the girls to get some support hopefully some of the listeners you know, we've been getting, I think it's limited to 150 at St Paul's at the moment. Is that right? Um, not exactly sure what limits is. You know, there'll be, if you come down, you'll probably be able to come and watch the girls and support them. And you could tell sitting in the stand, we had a few people here today to support them. And it does make a big difference to the girls, wouldn't you say, Katie? I think it makes a mas- massive difference. You know, I watched a, a game yesterday and they were saying having spectators in the ground 
for me, it just makes it that little bit better. If the girls' heads drop, hearing the hearing the, the spectators with a bit of motivation, you know, it just makes the game a little bit more tense and uh, it just motivates the girls to just keep going for that full 90. I just want to say congratulations to Katie and Nick on their first league win and we'll see you all soon. Thank yeah. you. So we're here with goal scorer, are incorrectly called in the game, but now I'm going to make it up to her because obviously that's why you listen to this podcast. <laughs> so here are Kira Wells. Thank you for joining us on that song, Millwall. Um, just firstly, I want to say congratulations on your first goal of the season. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's if you're going to score a first goal of the season, you want it to be a 25, 30 yard screamer. What are you going to call it, 35 yards? I can only do metres. You can only do metres. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> what was your um, what was your thoughts? I mean, the, the balls at your feet. You know, to be fair, I won't lie to you. I heard someone scream, shoot. I don't feel comfortable shooting from that range. I didn't feel comfortable shooting from that range. I didn't feel like I was on the ball right enough. But as soon as I kicked it, I felt like I felt it. Do you know what I mean? Well, that was the thing because we, we up here when we saw you hit the ball, we was like, we we said as soon as it left your foot, we, it was we, goal. we said it was in. But also as well. You obviously didn't display that un- unease because we were like, look how she's looked up. She's seen the kick off a line. She's hit sweetly. Considering you said you don't feel comfortable hitting that ball, that's the best poker face we've seen. So that was <laughs> yeah, I can I just say, can I just say, on Monday, your crosses were phenomenal. Sorry, we're, we're joined by Nick Farrell. Nick Farrell's doing his best to get on the pod, as usual. <laughs> they don't like me no more. Um, <laughs> no, your, your service into the, into the box was phenomenal. So, why not? Thank why you. Not? And it's got it, so. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, you're, to be honest as well, your work rate, I mean, you said you can only do metres. I'm taking you've got a running background then. Um, yeah, when I was younger, I used to be a 200 metre runner, 100 metre runner. But I don't know. I just, I could see someone in the corner of me, so I just felt like I couldn't run it. And then I just thought, you know what, just look up and take a shot. Yeah, why not? When you can eat it like that. Mm. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, it must feel good to get your first win of the season. Girls must be buzzing in the changing room. Oh, yeah, literally everyone's gassed. Everyone's so happy. So good. Such a nice feeling as well. First game playing properly in the season. For Millwall, we've had two weeks off. Like, it's good to come back. For so some people who aren't aware of the, of the uh, Eastern Region women's uh, divisions, this, this was a real statement today because cause Millwall, um, as, as I said to Harry before the game started, um, if you look at those fixtures, so Stevenage away, FA Cup, and then we've got Hutton the week after that, they are three tough, tough fixtures for any side. Um, and considering it will probably be without without an arrogant head on, just just honestly compared to last year, those three are probably going to be in the mix for for the top of the table. That's a real statement to come away and win three one. And if it wasn't for the crossbar and a couple of other good saves, oh, four or five could have been up. You can dig Libby out though, because your long range effort went in and she hit the bar twice. Oh no, Libby's made a, uh, some great shots today. She had a lot of opportunities. Just really unfortunate, really. She's an amazing player. It's good. So going into next week, um, FA Cup, as we've said to Katie before the game, it's, it's going to be a different setup because your the substitutions have got to be slightly different. It's a lot more, you know, it's not roll and roll off. It is once you're subbed off, you're off. Um, how are you going to go into that game? It's also an FA Cup and also representing Millwall, we're two-time winners of the FA Cup. Well, the same as any other game, really. Like, give it your all. If if the rule's always good enough, if everyone plays to the top form, which everyone will, everyone's excited. It's, just no bad feelings, really. Especially after today, everyone's positive, wants to keep it for the season. Yeah, you can see you're absolutely buzzing, to be honest. Talking to you, you're sitting there, like, shaking around. It's oh, brilliant. I'm always like that. <laughs> it's fine. But, yeah, I mean, as I said before, most of the girls, you've said yourself, played to their best today. I mean, it's not a bad performance as a team when you walk off with everyone getting seven or eight out of ten. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. But once again, thank Kira for coming on the podcast and come on, you lionesses.
Achtung, Mailball. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Achtung Mural Yearbook is now available via the uk store. Visit the millwallsupportersclub.co.uk store and buy your copy of the Achtung Millwall yearbook. Just £13, including postage and packing within the UK. It's 128 pages worth of Millwall news, views and opinion. It's a great Christmas present. Visit the millwallsupportersclub.co.uk store. All profits will benefit Demelza, Evelina and the Mill Community Trust food delivery service. Good evening and welcome back to Millwall Lionesses. I am your host, Ryan Loftus. As the season is kicking off underway, I am joined as ever by Michael Avery. Michael, good evening. How are you doing? Good evening. We're on episode number nine. The probation period has passed and it seems as if we've been signed off and can continue. So, yeah, great to be back. Brilliant. I think, you know, we're well past that probation period now. Nick knows there's no getting rid of us. I think uh, we're here to stay. And we're here to celebrate the Lionesses' opening day victory against Stevenage Development Team. And to do that, we are joined by Lionesses captain Livy Stubbs. Good evening, Livy. How are you doing? Hello, I'm great, thanks. You must be buzzing after your uh, win on Sunday. 3-1 away to Stevenage Development. Probably one of the harder games in the season. You know, a really big statement win. How was it? Yeah, I'm definitely still buzzing off that. That That was a really good game. It's good to kick off the season with a win, as always. So... Yeah, hopefully onwards and upwards. Yeah, you're, you're right. And um, I, I remember saying to Ryan dur- during the pre-season and obviously before the game on Sunday, that the, those were those were three huge games. You know, mm-hmm. Stevenage development away. Uh, Stevenage one aside, as as we've talked about before, were one of the ones who who put up a real fight last season. Then the FA Cup um, against New London Lions this weekend, but we'll talk about that more later in the show. And then the Hutton game, but. It, it, it must feel good to get that first win because there, there's so much pressure on you, isn't there? And, and, and Katie as well. Yeah, obviously, Stevenage development is probably one of the harder games in our league. Um, 
obviously all the other teams have um, gained new players as well, so we, we can't go in anything complacent. But yeah, that being one of the harder games and um, the first game of the season, it was quite nerve-wracking to try and get that result. But luckily we did it and yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you know, we, we had Katie on to round up the pre-season and it was a tough pre-season, as Michael said. You know, there was a lot of hard games in there to to kind of get the squad ready. Obviously, the, the players from last season, all the young players and new players coming in this year. Obviously, the last game against Chesham was disappointing performance-wise, results-wise, um, in a lot of different ways. I know Michael and Katie both said that the players' attitude in training was fantastic the next day. How how did you, obviously as a captain and as a squad, how did those how did the players react? to, you know, maybe a disappointing final game of pre-season to get themselves up and ready for this one? Because it obviously worked. You know, what, what did you do, Libby, as, as captain? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I wasn't there for the, all last week because I was on the holiday. But um, <laughs> I, I, was still, I was still present in the group with everyone and uh, making sure that they didn't lose, drop their heads and uh, still talking to Katie, catching up. And, uh, yeah, she said the attitude after the game was excellent. So it's just... Uh, Every game's a learning curve. Pre-season, it was tough and the games were tough. Obviously, no one wants to lose, but I wouldn't have had it any other way, to be honest. I think it set us up in good stead for the, for the season ahead. Yeah, you're right, Libby. And I know we touched on how hard how hard the game was and sort of how, how not tricky is the wrong way of putting it, but how there was a lot of sort of pressure on you. But what, what were the nerves like going into that game? You know what? I was... Um, personally, I get nervous before every single game. I always have, and I think I always will, just because you you want to win, you want to get the three points. So um, I'm always nervous. But I think that it's not unexpected to, for us to have won because I think we have got a really strong squad. Um, it's just teething problems with having new play, new players coming in, new formation, new management. Um, it's always going to be hard to to get that click straight away. But on Sunday, it really did feel like, you know what, when you look back to our first pre-season game to now, we have actually, we have done really well and we've come a long way. And um, yeah, I think, I think the performance was excellent. It was a whole team performance. There wasn't, there wasn't any individual, individual battles. Everyone worked as a team. So yeah, I couldn't have asked for anything better, really. I was just going to say, you know, you talk about that, that learning in pre-season, obviously, you've changed the system from last year, from that 4-3-3 to the, the back five now. With You know, you've got the Jenks Landon sisters on the wing-backs running teams ragged at the moment. You know, you've got yeah. that new system. How have, you know, how have you found the system change? How have the players had it? Are they enjoying the system? Is it, um, you know, opening up new positions and, and new possibilities for them? Yeah, definitely. I think the system works really well. Um, the problems that we're finding in games is if you just have that one moment of lapse of concentration that's when you do get exploited because it is obviously when we're in possession of back three so if we do lose the ball if the wing backs don't get back which they do anyway but if they don't then there is them gaps um which teams can learn to exploit but it's it's a good system it it works pressing working as units and yeah, I can't really fault it to be honest at the minute. You're saying, Libby, about how well um, you're saying about how well the team played, and it, it was an outstanding performance. There's there's just no two ways about it. From every single member of the pitch, you've got Millie in goal, who I 
who I said to Katie at the end of the game, for a 16-year-old goalkeeper, she certainly has the potential to be one of the best, if not the best in the league. Um, I will I will absolutely stand by that statement. Um, Harry Warren, who came to the game, and a few other people, they were sat in the stands. It was very, very difficult to play a um, or to pick a player of the match. You know, every, every player at the very, very least got a 7 out of 10, and even that's been critical because he was all outstanding from from Caitlin at the back and who was exceptional mm-hmm. for me uh, Ryan touched on there the Jenks Landing sisters yourself uh, Millie Connell was superb and Abigail mm-hmm. got two goals as well was there anyone oh and let's not forget um let's not forget Kira's goal but yeah who, who stood out for you in Sunday's game as a captain did you know you're right in the heart of the game who did you look at and think she's just on fire like no one's getting near her today you know what? It's tricky because, like you said, like every everyone put a shift in. Everyone put that extra ten percent in on Sunday, and like like you said, Millie in goal. She's you would not think that she's sixteen. The way she runs out to people and just doesn't. She just doesn't care. Like, and it's crazy to think of her age. You forget it sometimes. Um, so obviously she's she's always outstanding. But I think personally for me, um. Millie, obviously, in the centre, Millie Connell. She's come from um, where she used to play uh, right, uh, left back, right back. Um, she, she's just, yeah, she's come into the centre and she's pushing forward and she's taken that position and owned it. The same with Alyssa. She never used to play in the centre. Um, she was on the wing, but now they're, they're adapting well and it's good to have them people in front of me as well. But then as well, Caitlin, she's coming to a whole new position with the uh, right centre-back. So, yeah, like I can't really pick individual, but, yeah, for, for me, the people that are switching up their positions and taking it on board and putting in a solid performance every week. And, and it really was, it, I, I literally cannot think of any more statements to say about how, how good a performance that was. I mean, you could see the way Stevenage played and, and they are a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, and you can see from their age uh, that you know even the politest possible way you can they're, they're more experienced than we are you know they look older they 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 physically seem bigger but within the first um, ten to fifteen minutes of of the game they went from a back four to a back five and you could tell straight away this is the home team on the opening day of the season one of the sides will be pushing for near the top of the table and they've instantly mm-hmm. gone into a defensive shell. Which yes, it allows on pressure, but it in a way subtly gives um, respect to you as a side. Um, one thing I'd like to touch on uh, before we go on to anything else, it was one of the first games. I mean, Chesham was slightly different because although they had fans back, there was a bit more of a sort of family feel. You know, you had like players' families there and staff. But this mm-hmm. was this was one of the games where you really they were socially distanced, of course. We must add. Um, so uh, well done to Stevenage for implementing that, but. To play back in front of fans and and real home and away fans, how how did that feel like after so long being away and all the, all of this we've had with COVID? You know what? It actually it gives it gives you that little bit more of a push to want to perform for the fans and want to show them what we what we're capable of. Like you don't you don't want to let them down as much as you don't want to let Katie down. So yeah, it's a it's a good push having the fans back and. Uh, 
I'm excited for the weekend again because hopefully we should have a good good crowd down there. Yeah, we will we'll come to that shortly. But one thing I wanted to pick up on, Libby, was you know you mentioned there about how the, having the fans can impact you as a squad. How has it been, you know, from your perspective for for Katie? Obviously, her first competitive game as manager. I oh, mentioned it, it's a, a tough preseason, a really sharp learning curve, not just for the players but for her as well. You know how. Is the mood in the camp, not just with Katie, but with the players as well. I know Michael picked out the side kind of rallying around Millie after her the mistake for the goal. But, you know, as a young keeper, mm-hmm. that will happen. But other than that, playing phenomenally, the, the attitude and the, 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 the atmosphere in the squad seems to be really strong. Is that from Katie and from the players as well? Yeah, I think it's, it's from everyone, really. So last season we had we had a strong bond. Um, we was a smaller squad. So I didn't. I always said to the girls that came in, like I want them to be a part of that as well. Like I, I like that we have that family feel. We're all one team. Like everyone, everyone gets on with everyone. Um, and yeah, Katie is is also um, has that in her mind that that's what she wants. Because I think that does reflect on the pitch. If you're all, if you're all in in a good camp. Um, at training and in the changing rooms then that's always going to reflect how you play on the pitch so yeah it's very important for us to keep that and I've got to say as well though Libby uh, there, there's an elephant in the room that we've uh, we've dodged past and that elephant is a strike from the halfway line nearly from Kira Wills wasn't it what what was oh, that yeah. like like being so close to that I mean she said after she said after the game she didn't think she had it in her locker but she did she didn't size up and hit it like she was nervous did she it's phenomenal no. strike, like. <laughs> Definitely not. No, Kira. Kira is such a lovely girl. She's so, she's coming out of her shell more and more, and it's just great to see. And from her doing things like that on a Sunday, it just shows you what she's capable of. As well as her lightning speed, which is just absolutely unreal. She's now got an, she's got a ping on her. So yeah. It's, it's great to see her coming out of her shell. I'm excited to see what she can bring this season. We sent out Harry Warren again, Michael. He's, he's really coming in handy this year, isn't he? He's got the Lioness's bug. Yeah, for, to be fair to Harry, for someone who just thought, I'll nip down to Bill Ricky and see what all the fuss is about, he's become a, a regular now. He's done two pre-seasons. He's, um, he's gone to the first league game of the season and now he's, um, as far as I know, he's going to be there at the FA Cup game this weekend. But it, it shows really um, what, what the women's game it, it brings because um, Harry, he won't mind me saying this, he, he had an open mind about women's football, but he wasn't necessarily what you'd say a diehard fan. He he came along to watch a game to see what it was like. And now, right, Ryan, you'll back me up in our group chat. That's all he ever really talks about is the Lionesses and where they're playing. And he says, if anyone's injured or why is she not in the squad? Why is she not playing? Where's she been? That kind of thing. So, have you seen what? And be careful as well, Libby. You'll go like, oh, "Have you seen what Libby's put on Twitter? Have you seen what so and so's put on Twitter?" You know, he's really, <laughs> he's really fired up by 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 the squad. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to Harry at the first Lionesses game, and then I remember saying something along the lines to you last season, Ryan. Um, and I'll extend this out to the fans as well: is that don't look at it as women trying to play football or or the women's version of the game or anything like that. If you've come, go there with an open mind because women's football is totally different to men's football. Yes, the rules are the same and yes, everything like that, but it's a different environment. It's a different way um, of being played. Libby, correct me if I'm wrong in any of this, but just go there and think these girls are representing Millwall. They're representing your community and to a point they're representing you and they're representing your family and who they support. If you go there with that mindset, 
you will have an excellent day out. And Harry Warren is a fantastic example of that. Would you say, Libby? Yeah, definitely. He's, um, I got the chance to speak to him after the game on Sunday and you can see that he, he really enjoys watching us play. And obviously, it's lovely to have that, to have someone come watch us for the first time and actually think, you know what? these girls put on a good show so I want to come watch even more so yeah it's, it's, it's great to see yeah and luckily this Sunday it may be more than just myself Michael and Harry Warren and the staff sitting along the touchline isn't that right Michael yes indeed so um there's been an awful awful lot of work um happened behind the scenes um and it's not just uh, specific departments this is the entire uh Lionesses committee have got together here uh, from uh, the CEO in Sean Daly and the chairman in Dean Palmer all the way down um, to like us in the media team. Obviously, we need to advertise it and one, it's one of the things we're doing here today. But we are, we're obviously delighted to announce that this weekend's game, um, we are allowed uh, 300 spectators into uh, St Paul's. Obviously, um, for those who have tickets at the moment, we must, uh, we must really reiterate, you must uh, follow the COVID guidelines. But, you know, if you're sensible, you follow the, um, the social distancing rules, which there should be enough space, you, you'll really have a good, good day. And um, Libby, just to let you know, we haven't briefed you on this before. Um, the way it's going at the moment, if we keep uh, selling the way we're going at, at the moment, this game will be a sellout this weekend. How, how will it feel playing in front of potentially 300 people, but also in the back of your mind knowing you know, COVID, coronavirus aside, it probably could be more. Yeah, obviously, that's, that's, that's just astounding. Like, never did I think that we'd have this much interest in, in our football. But, um, no, it'll, it'll be great to play it in front of such a big crowd and hopefully get all the girls riled up as well. I think, you know, I think Harry is a great example of this, of someone who is missing live football and that community feel that both Libby you've spoken about before and Katie and Nick who we've had on the pod and really all the players and staff we've had on the pod from the Lionesses really embody the Millwall community and hard work ethic that the fans love to see. And, you know, I think anyone who is missing watching Millwall live football, I don't know that the men's side are away at Rotherham this week. So, you know, if you can, if it's a free ticket down to go and see the Lionesses, I mean, it's, I think it's too good to to turn down. I think, you know, it's Tuesday evening we're recording this on and tickets are going rapidly, aren't they, Michael? So I think by the time this comes out, they may be down to the last few. Yeah, we're, um, we, we are currently, and this is no exaggeration, we are currently um, <laughs> in the hundreds already. So this, is, this isn't a um, Michael or Ryan trying to big it up. We've, we've sent over uh, um, some stats and I've spoke to Ryan about it. As, as I said, we're, um, we're rapidly um, in the hundreds now already. So it's, uh, it's great to see and it's, it's fantastic that decide uh, what people obviously want to see um can I just ask though Libby obviously um as we've had you on before and we'll whisper this bit but you're um, a Chelsea fan um <laughs> but what does um but what does playing in the FA Cup mean to you and you know aside aside that we've said it before let's not beat around the bush we've got nearly we've got nearly a set out already aside like Millwall it's a huge FA Cup team it, it is yeah so the the history of Millwall um Linus is in the FA Cup is huge and to think that we could potentially go on and be a part of that as well, yeah, it's great. It's it's obviously one of the biggest cups in in football in general, even in in the men's game. It's a big cup, so yeah, to to be playing in that, it's yeah, it's it's a great it's a great great feeling. Yeah, I think we were, you know probably best to mention the game itself. As you mentioned, it's FA Cup opener round. It's against the uh, new London Lionesses. 
not to be confused with London City Lioness, as I've seen a few people do that on Twitter. So it's it's not the grudge match that people are making it out to be, but it is, you know, a local Lionesses versus Lionesses derby. They play in a similar tier to the Lionesses. So it should be a cracking game, Libby. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think, I personally, I don't know much about the team. I don't think many <laughs> others do. So um, we'll go into the game as we go into every game, like, um, and do our best. And yeah, it's, it's good to have a clean, clean mind on the team and not have any... Um, like presumptions about how they play or anything like that we can go in there and just play our game and hopefully we'll be able to get the result yeah no no you're right and just 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 quickly follow on what you were saying there Ryan about um the the, the standard is that um even though um yes we may not know much about them as a club because when you get um to the level of the pyramid we are in the women's football becomes slightly regional and with all due respect to um, oppositions in other cups. You obviously focus on your region because that's how you want to get promoted. But um, yes, we are, we're a tier six team. They're a tier six team, and um, and as you, as you say, it will be a comp- a very competitive fixture, and it's one that Kate Katie's word of the word of the month is complacency. We can't be complacent. We have mm-hmm. to go into this game thinking that these are these are a very very good team, and we can't we can't um, rest on our laurels, if you will. And because as you know. Um, even though um, we've said it is a slightly different game, you know, you're playing in front of a Millwall crowd and we know what Millwall crowds expect, don't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we, we always give 110%, so we'll just take that into our game on Sunday. Like I said, we take every game like it's a cup final anyway. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just go in as we have been and hopefully get the result. Fantastic. couple bits of admin, I think we've got, Michael, just before we wrap up. You know, we've got um, we've mentioned the tickets for the game. If you head over to Lioness's Twitter page, there'll be the link for those. It's a free ticket, but obviously you have to, with the track and trace systems, apply to get them. But you know, we would urge any fans that you know, as long as they are still available when this comes out, head over to the Lioness's Twitter page, get yourself a ticket, and get yourself down to some pools on Sunday. You know, if, if the sunshine stays, it, it's going to be a cracking day of FA Cup football, isn't it, Michael? Yes, yes. And um, the reason why there are tickets is, like you say, Ryan, it is for the uh, uh, COVID measures that are in place. It, normally, we have uh, free entry. Obviously, people can arrive and watch the game. Um, but due to, as you say, the track and trace system, it's one of the criteria of being open. And um, and every team is doing it at the moment um, in accordance with with league FA and sort of local council guidelines. So it is absolutely vital that if you are to come to the game and as you say, Ryan, as long as, uh, as long as the tickets are available, everyone is absolutely welcome. Bring families down if you wish as well, but it is very, very strictly an all ticket game. Uh, We cannot stress that enough um, as a club. You must have a ticket. If you do not have a ticket either um, on your smartphone or in an email, um, unfortunately, you will be refused entry. So it's very, very important that you uh, you pre-book your ticket. Um, and just as a final thing as well, uh, Ryan, I think we should mention uh, Mr. Hart's 128-page Millwall or uh, Acton Mill Supporters Yearbook uh, that he has produced. Another excellent read, um, I have to say so myself, from contributions from from you and I and the rest of the boys on um, Acton Millwall. So for all fans um, of Nick's writing and of Millwall and just as something as a little bit of a stocking filler because we've got a couple of months until uh, until Christmas is on its way. So head over to uh, Acton Mill's Twitter page and uh, you can follow the links and everything on there for PayPal or on the Mill Supporters Club website on the store section. 
um, you are able to purchase the book from there. And Libby, I'm sure um, if you haven't got yours yet, you'll be getting yours, won't you? Of course I will. I'm going to go get mine right after this. Fantastic. Exactly, of course yeah, definitely check that out, listeners. It's uh, a great... Nick's put a lot of effort into it, as he uh, is wont to do with any project he takes up. And obviously the proceeds, the profit from which are going to three great charities, you know, the Mel's Trust, the... Evelina Charity, Children's Charity, and the MCT as well. So there's some really good causes that you'll be supporting and also you'll be making next day if, if the orders keep ticking over. Well, all that is left for us to do then is to wrap up. So Libby, if you'd like to do the honours. Bye for now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.